0: The cultural districts of Minneapolis revel in the motto of every neighborhood having its own flavor. Whether that's Sabor Latino and Holy Land over in Northeast Minneapolis on Central Avenue, Barakalaw Restaurant and the Cedar Cultural Center over in the Cedar Riverside neighborhood, or even Mercado Central in Los Ocampo over on Lake Street. And these cultural districts help Minneapolis stay a city on the bubble, changing, and relevant today and for years to come.
1: so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most.
0: It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones.
2: Greetings everybody and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones. And on today's episode, we are gonna talk about creating a safe space in your home to have dialogue about mental health with your team. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute. But first, Black Beyond Measure honors and elevates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, efforts, and the people behind them encouraging them to thrive. Capricia Ambers is a local Twin Cities artist whose work can be seen in Target's diverse artist series. Her feature designs include beautiful bold silhouettes and can be found on throw pillows, doormats, mugs, tumblers, and much more. She finds inspiration from and connection to her city and community. Learn more at target.com slash black beyond measure. We're going to talk about this because it is like a broken record almost on the podcast that I say that you need to find a way to have conversation, have dialogue, talk to the young person or the young people in your life about what's going on with them, their friends, at school, in the community that is impacting their mental health. And I received some feedback about me giving this suggestion. So I said, well, let's just make it an entire podcast episode because obviously it's still a struggle for folks to figure out how to have that conversation. And I understand it. This is why this podcast exists. This is why many other podcasts exist around mental health is because it has been such a taboo topic, such a confusing topic, such a scary place to go, an uncomfortable thing to talk about and to discuss with people that we care about and strangers that people still struggle with that people still struggle with how to initiate the conversation, how to even set up an environment where that conversation can take place. And in today's world, where you can get canceled, where you can be shamed for your identity or the things that you're going through in today's world where you can be uh, X'd out of groups. You can be just you know, completely kicked out of spaces and places because of your viewpoints or your struggles. It is a scary place for many people to go to. And as parents and caregivers, we don't want that experience for ourselves. We don't want our children to disconnect from us. We already have that internalized fear that our children will disconnect at some point because that's what young people do as they get older and they start to, as we used to say in the community, smell themselves. As they start to feel themselves, as they start to uh, find their identity. They tend to back off a little bit, create some distance, try to find that independence where they're not relying on mom, dad, or caregiver as much. And that is a that is a legit concern for so many parents and caregivers, but we have to understand that that does not mean that we should not have these conversations because of the discomfort. We still should lean in, but figure out your own way to do it. So on today's episode, I'm going to give some strategies and some tips so that you know how you could potentially do it. And now every strategy and tip I share with you, is not going to fit for you and that's important and that's probably something i should say every episode as well is that some of the times i'm going to give suggestions i'm going to give tips and you have to put your own flavor on it you got to remix it a little bit you gotta you know do what works best for you to make sure it fits your personality type fits your home culture and structure your family dynamic because everything isn't just so cut and dry and cookie cutter And that's one of the reasons why therapy or therapeutic solutions and counseling is a struggle for so many people is because in the world and society we live in today, we expect an A, B, C, D, uh, cookie cutter, um, well-executed, microwaved, you know, drive-through express solution. And we expect it to work the exact same every time, but that's not how humans work. And when you're doing what we call heart work, When you're working with human beings, when you're working through tough things like anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, it's not going to be as cookie cutter as it may seem. And that's why I always give like five tips, six tips, eight tips, because the goal is that you kind of pull what you need from what we share and utilize it to the best of your ability. Because this stuff is not easy. Please believe you know, I'm not batting a hundred when it comes to helping people. There are times where as a counselor, we we try all the tricks and tips and tools we have and that we we know that we that we think that we can have and that we give people and it doesn't always work. And as a parent, it's important for you to understand that as well is that there's no magic wand in the healing process, but that doesn't mean that you should not. Do anything in action will make things worse. You have to attempt to do something, especially with young people, because young people can have, uh, um, uh, uh, they can lack faith in a in in their future very quickly because they're so young and they're so they're still developing. And when a young person gets hopeless or when they're struggling, they're I mean they will just check out. They will just say forget it. And we don't want that with the young people in our lives. So. We want to make sure that we create that safe space or comfortable enough space to have dialogue. I, I, another thing I, I want to say here on the podcast, this might get me in trouble, is that, and I and I just said it and, I, and that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up here, is that we need to not use the term safe space. Everybody's not going to feel safe in a space. We should use a, a space, we should use a term more like a space of comfort where people feel comfortable enough to have conversations. because. You know, everybody's judging their own safety in a different way, and we're not going to get 100% alignment on safety, but how do you create create a zone or space that is comfortable enough to at least address these topics and these things that you need to within your family? So here are the tips. Let's get to the tips for today. And again, you have to remember, always do an environmental scan. What is an environmental scan? An environmental scan is paying attention to what's happening in society around you. So that, I always like to start within my own family dynamic. Is there some significant grief going on? Is there a power struggle going on? Uh, is there some influence by the media? Is there a current dynamic happening between a celebrity that might be creeping into your re, uh, relationship or your family dynamic? What's the environmental scan? Because you start there because there's an influence from the outside that is happening on the inside with your family. And once you recognize what the environmental scan, you can leverage some of that into your strategy. So once you're done with your environmental scan and you understand what's happening in society, what's going on around yourself, then you have to educate yourself. You know, these things are happening. Awareness. What should I do about it? Education. All right. Education might mean going on YouTube, going on TikTok, talking to your friends, reading a book, watching a documentary. Um, You know, it might be... (laughs) talking to a professional yourself, calling up the preacher or the pastor or the imam or whomever, whomever it might be, you got to educate yourself and then educate your family if you can. Share the resources, share the information, send it out in a text. Hey, watch this video clip. What do you think about this? Those are good ways to create a space where dialogue can take place. And so many families miss that. You know, they just go straight to attacking, why are you sad? What's your anxiety about? Instead of creating an opportunity for a dialogue to take place so that some learning can happen and that some uh, conversation can actually be engaging and it's not attacking the young person in your life. Lead by example is the next way to create this space. Now, another broken record thing. I'm always talking about role modeling behaviors. The reason for this is as a parent, or a caregiver, your behavior and attitude shapes the home environment. It shapes the family dynamic. So when you lead by example and you and you have open discussions about your own emotions, thoughts, and mental well-being, and you're sharing about challenges, your experiences, your coping mechanisms with your family, this encourages a vulnerability, which is missing in so many families today because so many families have experienced trauma from one generation to the next when there's no level when there's no availability to be vulnerable there's no availability for learning to happen and when learning can happen from remember educating ourselves don't offer we don't foster a culture of openness so unfortunately what ends up happening is a lot of people shut down they go in their corners and nothing can take place so always lead by example utilize yourself and which means you might have to do deal with your own crap (laughs) you might have to deal with your own stuff and dealing with your own stuff sometimes is why your child's having the issue because of your response they're responding to you So it's important for us to lead by example. If we want to see the outcomes from our young people, we got to live them at the same time. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute.
3: You know that building a successful business takes time. But as your business grows and changes, it feels like time is the one thing you never have enough of. Work with a banker who understands that the right time to get you the financial flexibility your business needs to thrive is right now. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com.
4: When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on the path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. For those who love to make every dollar do more, there's United
3: Healthcare. With low to no cost coverage options built for just about any budget, access to care may be closer than you think with United Healthcare. More at uhc.com.
0: We all need to think about our mental well-being. We're here for you. We need to be checking in on each other for support. Have you checked on your people lately? You're not alone. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org
3: You've been hearing about the need for more mental health care for kids and adults in our community. It's time for you to take a step to be part of the solution. Prairie Care is hiring. One of the nation's largest providers of psychiatric services, Prairie Care is growing and looking for new team members. Come to a job fair on July 18th to find out more about their inpatient hospital expansion and their other services for youth, adolescents and adults across nine locations. Prairie Care is hiring therapists, registered nurses, psych techs, social workers, receptionists, security officers, and more. Prairie Care is expanding mental health access for youth and young adults, adding 30 new beds at its inpatient hospital. Meet the team of professionals you'll work in collaboration with and learn how you can make a difference with your career. The job fair is July 18th from 11 to 3 at their Edina location. You can register now at prairie-care.com. And head to the career opportunities page. That's the link at the top of prairie-care.com, where you can find all the details. See you on July 18th.
2: Which means what? The next tip: create a safe and non-judgmental space. So, establishing a safe and non-judgmental space is critical for encouraging open conversations about mental health, assuring that family members that their uh, thoughts and feelings will be met with empathy and understanding. Avoid dismissing and belittling their emotions, even if you don't fully comprehend their struggles. So if you don't even understand what their struggles are, don't belittle them. Hear them out and then give them alternative things to think about. So encourage active listening and validate people's experiences. It's very important. Even if you feel like it's silly. I, I, I struggled. I'll be honest with you. I struggle with this one with my, my, my 10-year-old because sometimes her feelings just are like completely off from my perspective, but I still have to validate them because in her 10-year-old brain, that's how she's comprehending the situation. It's frustrating for me, but if I don't do that, I end up hurting and shutting her down even further. Um, Initiate regular family check-ins. Now, this might seem uncomfortable for people because we just don't do family check-ins. A lot of people don't do that. But try, and the way that I've always encouraged families is try to do this around meals. It's very easy. How was your day going? What was your high? In my family, we do high and low almost every meal. We sit down, we talk. We usually start with the youngest person. And we say, what was your high today? What was your low today? And sometimes, you know, kids are going to give you silly answers. My high today was pizza. (laughs) Or we had donuts much today it's like all right great what was your low today and sometimes you'll get some tough answers you're like whoa we should probably figure out how to deal with that and I've had you know my my um seven year old now she wasn't seven when she shared it. She's more like five but you know one of her friends stopped talking to her and had a new friend group and she really was having a bad day and she's like this person's not my friend anymore and start crying That's a deep thing for a little kid to go through. Now we're talking about teenagers, so it's a little different. But you might have a teenager who might say something like that is, you know, my my partner cheated on me. It's like, oh, wow, really? Yeah, I caught them kissing behind the bus stop or whatever. It's like, whoa, okay, we got to talk about this. It's getting a little deep here. So we have to create a routine to foster a sense of comfort and normalize that these conversations should happen about how people are feeling and what they're dealing with. So have those regular check-ins, it might be on the ride to a, you know, drop off for practice or you know, it might be uh, uh, every day at breakfast on Sunday or whatever, you wanna make sure that you're having these regular scheduled check-ins so people know that this is a safe environment to have the conversation. I said safe again, a comfortable environment to have these conversations. Um, promote active listening and empathy is the next tip. Promote active listening and empathy is the next tip. So encourage active listening within your family. Teach family members to listen Attentively, atten- without interrupting their judgment, this can be hard in some families because you know we got some big mamas in families who boy don't you be talking to me like that. <laughs> you know we got folks in our families who want to have the only say and the loudest say, and that's and that's difficult. And 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 parents, caregivers, we have to let down the wall and the and and the power differential a little bit in order to create this but we can't just come in swinging the hammer uh when in, when it's not time for the hammer to be out and it's important again to pace yourself and judge you know when's the right time to use active listening and empathy and when is it the right time to use active listening empathy so again This is one of those ones where you have to use proper judgment, and you might have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit to make sure that it works. So sometimes all that is needed is a listening ear and a compassionate heart, but if you're not demonstrating a listening ear or a compassionate heart, you might be contributing to the problem even further. Two more. The next one is... To provi- uh, provide resources and professional help, of course, I'm gonna throw this one in there. Always feel the ne- need. They always feel like there is a necessary opportunity to connect with a professional, whether that's a mental health professional, a spiritual leader, a uh, 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 well-being coach. Uh, whatever the case it might be a school counselor but try to connect with somebody who may be a third party who can come in and assist with what's going on and ideally make sure that that person is someone who doesn't know you very well because you don't want to set up the dynamic where um the, the the young person in your life feels like there's an alignment between you and this other professional about what's going on because a lot of times that pushes young people away from being honest about on what's happening, but sometimes a professional can give you some tips and skills and some questions to help get those dialogues rolling and flowing. The last thing is to encourage self care practices, and really, this is just to be sustainable. Make sure that you're helping uh, provide self care practices that are proactive. Don't wait till stuff gets tough and frustrating and everyone's angry and anxiety is through the roof before you start taking care of yourself. Start to take care of yourself ahead of time because we know life is hard, stuff is going to pop up and you're gonna have to deal with some adversity, whether it's big adversity or small adversity, something's gonna happen. So make sure you're taking care of yourself and make sure that there's uh engagement with the family and in- individual engagement when this happens. So that means that you need to be intentional about your self-care. So encourage activities like exercise, hobbies, meditation, journaling, uh and even even spending time in nature. Just do some things that make you feel good so that you can have some consistency in your well-being as you go. A lot of people don't do these things and they find themselves in very dark spaces and they isolate and they shelter themselves from the world around them, and that's what we don't want. So these are just some tips. I think, I think it's important for us to create these spaces to have dialogue. And I say it all the time on the podcast, but sometimes people don't know how to do it. So hopefully, something that I said in today's podcast will help you make that crossover and start creating those. Uh, zones and spaces that are comfortable enough to have critical conversations with the young people in your life that you care about. Because if you don't talk to them about it, somebody else will. And sometimes you don't want that somebody else conversation to happen with your child. I am Brandon Jones. This is It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast. You can check us out in a couple of different ways. The first way is you can check me out on my website, www.jegna.org that's jegna.org send in your questions sign up on the website there's articles there there'll be some new uh videos and up and things there as well you can also check us out at shaletta makes me laugh.com that's chaletta makes me laugh.com and then also join the facebook group where we'll post these tips and these videos all the time for you to come back to and that is just It's Not Your Fault, a team a podcast on Facebook. Just search It's Not Your Fault podcast. You can find us there. So connect with us. We look forward to seeing you in the virtual world and come back to the next episode. Take care.
0: To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com.
5: Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner but my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org, ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. COVID-19
3: is still circulating out there in our community and it still presents a real danger for those at higher risk. You can do your part to protect the most vulnerable. That's older folks, those who are immunocompromised or have certain lung, heart and other chronic conditions and people who are pregnant or have just given birth. Consider getting tested before spending time with these folks or wearing a mask when you're in close contact around them. Show you care by taking
0: Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. Do you worry that lead-based paint in your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you? Well, Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that $15,000 grant at hennepin.us backslash leadcontrol. That's hennepin.us backslash leadcontrol.
3: You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business?